It's been a while since we've done this. I know. Almost forget how to do it. (laughs) It's going to be like me next time I sleep with a girl. It's been over three years. Like, crap. (laughs) Like, where does this go again? (laughs) It's like riding a bike, I think, maybe. (laughs) You just put your legs, one on her left leg, (laughs) one on her right leg, and just push, like, you know, (laughs) back and forth, back and forth. Oh goodness! I mean, I get this. That's a good cold. Yeah, I get the same. That's a good cold open right there. <laughs> I get the same response. She always tells me to get off of her. So <laughs> either way, <laughs> so you know, from my experience, I'm doing something right <laughs> <laughs> or wrong or wrong. Guess. You know, either way, I get the same outcome regardless. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez. <laughs> well, on that note. <clears throat> what is up, Cowboy Nation? <laughs> this is your friendly Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast, returning from a long hiatus, about, what, four or five months now. Um, but, you know, we didn't have a whole lot to talk about off season. Of course, the end of our season was terrible and uh, just really wasn't a whole lot worth talking about. Um, but we're leading up to the draft, Daniel's favorite time of year. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, figured it was time to come back and give you guys some content to listen to. Hopefully you guys uh, didn't miss us too much and are excited to have us back. So uh, without further ado, Daniel, how's it been, man? Uh, good. Good. It's been – I mean, I'm, I'm back to West Virginia now. I'm free. <clears throat> free. <laughs> free as I'll ever be, I guess. But yeah, it's been a while since we recorded. I think the the season itself really played a part in kind of like not not so much why we stopped recording, but you know, it was such a down year with everything that happened, like yeah. all the injuries, um, just how the the last couple of weeks kind of turned out where there was hope and then the Eagles beat us and then, you know, it was just it was just, you know, postseason depression, really. Yeah. So Yeah, for sure. It, it was it, it was hard to be excited last year because um, with COVID happening and so many other distractions with the team itself, uh, of course, Stack being hurt and just didn't feel like there was a whole lot of hope. And then when you started getting hope, you know, just like you said, you know, just I don't know, just like being a West Virginia fan, <laughs> yeah. uh, you always get get your hopes up like something's going to happen, and of course they always let you down. Yeah. So. It's like all my but, relationships. Uh, Sorry, I, yeah. you know. I, we're, okay, so we're <laughs> we're past the depressing part of the year. Let's move on to the the uplifting, you know, prospects of Jerry Jones messing up the draft for us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, we 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 had a. It's not really over, but we had our first, you know, um, large portion of the free agency period. That started in um, you know mid March, and you know we made a lot of moves, um, not big moves, nothing that was like you know other than obviously the the DAC signing, which we knew was coming eventually. Um, you know there wasn't really any huge wow factor as far as the free agency signings went, but you know we I think we we signed some guys who could come in and be contributors right away on the, def- the on the defensive side of the ball. Um, 
where I think we'd all agree, you know, as long as the offense is healthy, um, you know, the defensive side of the ball is where we need the most help. You know, we had a record-settingly bad defense last year. <laughs> historically. <laughs> and, historically bad yeah, defense. <clears throat> historically bad. Not just Cowboys historically bad, but NFL historically bad. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we make a move to bring in Dan Quinn as the new defensive coordinator, I think, um, you were even calling for that yep. on one of our podcasts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and, I'm pretty and, sure uh, it was like week five or six. Like after Dak got hurt, I'm pretty sure that I had mentioned that. You know, I think we were just talking about it, like you know, just because we were so pissed off about our defense. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, like, what kind of moves could we make? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- yeah, I, I know for a fact that I mentioned Dan Quinn because I was actually talking to my dad about it yesterday about how I called it and it's in podcasts and everybody can go listen to it. So, yep. <laughs> Yep, it's it's in uh, it's on the internet, so yep. nobody can ever take that away. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then of course, you know, after we after we uh, hire Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, we've made a few moves that you know make sense for what he wants to do um, on the defense. I think and signed a few players that he had in Atlanta. Um, you know, the biggest one being Keanu Neal. Um, if he's any as nearly as good as Keanu Reeves is um, <laughs> at being an awesome freaking action movie star, then maybe Keanu Neal will be a heck of a safety or linebacker. We cannot decide, apparently. Yeah. Um, now, if, if he just like you know, you know, he, goes after the ball, like uh, Keanu Reeves goes after the people that killed his dog, you know, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> he's a guy that likes to play in the box. Um, he he comes down. He he, you know, he's not afraid to hit people, and I think that's why they are looking at him at linebacker. Um, obviously, we have some depth issues at both linebacker and safety. So um, you're you're looking at it, wondering, well, you know, there's a there's been a glaring need for safety for safety help for years, and um, it seems like. You know, the front office just refuses to do anything about it. And this offseason, I think we signed four, three or four um, safeties, if you count Keanu Neal as a safety. Um, and we also signed um, Jake McQuaid. He's, uh, oh no, that's a, a long snapper, sorry. Uh, we signed DeMonte K- Kazee. Kazee, I think. Kazee. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he was also a Falcons player. Um, he actually tore his ACL in October, so he didn't spend or he didn't play a whole lot last season. So it was early last season, um, torn ACL, um, brought him in at the same time that we brought in Malik Hooker, uh, chose to go with Kazee instead of Malik Hooker. Um, hopefully that's a good sign that, you know, we're more confident in his recovery process. Malik Hooker is also coming off a torn ACL, but um, has had multiple other injuries in his career. So mm-hmm. um, I think we're looking at Kazee as more of a, you know, a younger player and potentially, you know, somebody that could come in and, you know, play one of those depth depth pieces at safety. Maybe not be a, you know, a starter, but, you know, he could come in and, and play, play a key role. And obviously you need those kind of players to come in and also play on, 
Um, special teams a good bit too. So, you know, any any kind of player that you can get that that fills multiple roles, I feel like that might be one of those type of players there. Yeah. Um, and then we also signed J. Ron Curse as another safety from uh, a former Detroit Lions. Um, you know, he's a, he's another guy. You know, three safeties that that we definitely brought in um, that could potentially make some, you know, impact on the season coming up. So, but is it enough? You know, did, did we make enough moves? We re-signed Jordan Lewis. We re-signed C.J. Goodwin, both cornerbacks. C.J. Goodwin is more of a special teams player, but he's a depth piece at cornerback. Um, you know, we still have a glaring need at depth at both of those positions as well. Um, you look at you look at cornerback um, – just gave up way too many deep balls, way too many. <laughs> oh, I mean, we just gave up way too much of everything, really. We gave up defense. every single one, <laughs> except yeah. for those few interceptions that Trayvon Diggs had. <clears throat> yeah. But basically. You, know, you, br- yeah. you bring back you bring back Diggs, who, you know, struggled early in the year. I think we were all kind of like, you know, looking at it like, oh, is this going to be a bust potential here? Mm-hmm. And I think he – he really came on strong as the season went on, um, yeah, and he, he, you can tell that he was getting his legs underneath of him. But he also wasn't getting a lot of help. So yeah. you know, is it is it was it a matter of the fact that it was just a really bad defense all around, or was it you know that he is a bust? I think it's more the defense itself. Um, so we'll see. You know, hopefully some changes that Dan Quinn can make um, potentially. You know, will this improve? I think so, but you know the story is untold yet, and we have a draft that's coming up next weekend. Um, you know, and, and actually it starts next Thursday on the 29th. So, <clears throat> um, it's there's some promising pieces there that could be picked. Um, rumor mills get to spinning around, and you you hear us, you know, you hear them saying that uh, Jerry Jones has fallen in love with Kyle Pitts and. You know, once in a generation type player, and you know, do they draft, you know, an offensive lineman first round, or do they go defense? And for too long, I feel like we've ignored glaring defensive issues in the early rounds. And my hope is bringing in a guy like Dan Quinn with his head coaching past, um, bringing in you know, somebody like him that is renowned, you know, from especially from his time in Seattle for, you know, the Legion of Boom and the defense that they had as, you know, one of the all-time great defenses in the NFL. Um, hopefully you would think that the Jones family would be listening to some input that he might have. So we'll see. Jerry's <laughs> – Notorious for doing, you know, marching at the beat of his own drum. But uh, hopefully, um, I, I predict, and we'll and we'll get to it too. We're going to do a little mock draft here in in a few, um, which is Daniel's favorite thing to do, and it's something that I think we'll have a lot of fun with. Um, this is actually so. So we'll, disclaimer: this is my first ever mock draft. Like not fantasy football wise, because I do that shit like multiple times a year. This is my first ever 
like real NFL mock draft because I know nothing about college football until about this time, you know, like till about draft season. That's whenever I start hearing about all these people because I don't watch a lot of college football. You know, I'll watch WVU games whenever I get the chance to, but, you know, I don't watch, you know, I don't know who these people are until they kind of, until the draft starts, then I'll, you know, see their, you know, their pro days and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, this guy's good. Like, like Kyle Pitts, I saw him. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's great. But, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and I, 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 I'm more, I mean, I know you, you kind of, uh, through, throughout the, I mean, can we call this season two? of our of our podcast or is this still part partly season one well i mean has the um, has the new nfl season started like what what date is the actual start date for the 2021 season because i feel like that's, that's whenever season two starts i feel like it's it's a good because we've been through free agency it's you know see yeah, but i feel like i also feel like there's a date in july that they always say is like the start of the new year Maybe I I don't know. That's a good question, but we'll 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 say this is uh, um, season one point two. Yeah. So and you know <laughs> as we're rolling in as, as we went through season one, there was multiple times that Daniel tried to tout me and Wayne as the like know it alls of college football, but honestly, I've watched pretty much. WVU and that's it. And the the extent of what I get from um, the college side, as far as you know, my knowledge of of players coming out and um, you know draft stuff goes. It, it it's all from you know watching or reading mock draft information from you know all the the talking head gurus that are out there like Mel Kuyper and, 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 you know, all those guys, uh, I can't even draw them blank on the other guy, Todd McShay and, and Mel Kuyper. And, and then NFL.com has, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many people they have on there that do mocks, but there's always, there's a plethora of mock drafts to be seen and read. And that's usually where I end up getting a lot of my information. Um, you know, just kind of checking them out and seeing depth, you know, not the depth charts, but the, um, oh, what do they call them? The big boards where it ranks all the players by position and who's, you know, who's the best lineman, who's the best running back, who's, and where, you know, where those all fall as it leads up to the draft. So I know who is realistic for us to be able to draft and to be, you know, shooting for in each round. So, um, but we're going to use, uh, I think it's a Pro Football Focus. Um, they have a sweet little draft tool um, that you can use and run your own mock draft simulator. You can pick whatever team you want. You can pick as many teams as you want, and you can do as many rounds as you want, sp- set the speed for it so it'll run through it really quickly. And um, it's pretty sweet. It helps you to um, you know get a better idea of, about you know roundabout where players will be um, in certain rounds and and so you can kind of try to aim to see who you're going to pick at those rounds. March seventeenth, by the way. So yeah, sorry, not March seventeenth, start of the new year. Yeah, so we're like <laughs> over a month into the new season. Yeah, I just I, I knew that 
when free agency started, but I didn't know if they considered that the actual start of the new season. I mean, so I wasn't sure. Because yeah. I, I know that there's a date. Um, I, I can't remember what they – there's like a deadline date in July whenever the, like you have to have a contract um, completed by yeah. in order for it to be, you know – good for the next season basically because they always talk about like you know they have to get this deal done by july something something or you know they won't they have to basically sign like a um franchise tag franchise tag yeah yeah. they have to have a deal done or they they get franchised or they're i guess maybe they just go to free agency um yeah i guess that's different basically yeah like the the start of the new season starts with the uh with free agency so with free agency, yeah. okay. So we're te- we're we're in season two. Um, so yeah, we'll um, you know we're looking at obviously the draft. Um, we're gonna you know today's episode or this episode, you know, we're gonna look at what we think or what we'd like to see happen um, as the draft comes forward, and then um, you know maybe next week. Well, I guess it won't be next week, but the week after, um, we'll do a recap to talk about what we think about the draft and um, <laughs> how we see that's, how we see things going forward. That's, this is going to be the only positive episode. Then then after the draft it's going to be the depressing episode where we take a bunch of bullshit and get mad at Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is I mean, pretty much what we do every episode of every uh, well, not even just when we've been doing episodes, but for all the years that we've had our group chat, yeah, <laughs> we just gripe about Jerry Jones. Dude, our group chat, like during the season, could literally be a podcast in itself. It's got its highs, it's yeah. got its lows, it's emotional, it's very, it's like you know, you get everything. There's love stories. There's, you know, it's just great. It's like a, it's like a drama. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. We keep changing the name of it, even though I tried to change it once that got signed, and you guys changed it back. So. I don't even know. Did we change it? I think I changed it. I changed it. I changed it to that's my quarterback again and put Dak's face on it. And then somebody changed it back to the podcast curse. Cause we've, I we, didn't change the, po- I didn't, I don't know how it got changed back to the podcast it, curse, it but it had to have been Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> just blame everything on Wayne since he's not here. He just bailed. Yeah. Since he's not here, we'll just blame it on him. <laughs> yeah. That works for me. So, um, looking quickly, we'll look at the depth chart real quick. Um, I sent you over one, and if you look down through there, um, you know, especially on the offensive side, you know, Cooper, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, um, line looks pretty strong um, with Connor Williams, um, you know, coming in at left guard with Tyron Smith when he comes back healthy. Um, of course, Tyler Biotish, um you know, he played a lot last year with all the injuries. Mm-hmm. The one good thing that you can look at this year is you had several young guys coming in to the season who were, you know, rookies or second year guys who got tons of playing time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for, for a season that was essentially, you know, shot in week four when Dak got hurt, you know, or week five. Um, you know, that, that was one bright spot about it because we got a lot of depth, um, or a lot of experience for our depth. Um, 
But, you know, obviously missing Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins for the majority of the season last year, you know, there, there were some glaring holes in our offensive line. Hopefully these guys can stay healthy this season. That's one concern that um, a lot of guys seem to have um, because of the age of our line. You know, Tyron Smith's been around for a good while now. I don't remember exactly how many seasons off the top of my head, but, um, you know, just, you know, Zach Martin, he's, you know, on the downward side of his career. Law Collins is is uh, f- fairly, you know, new. I think he's in his third, fourth season now. So, you know, he could be our staple guy going forward. But, you know, I see where people are concerned um, and think that there might be a need there in the earlier rounds. And I think if the value is right, yes, um, go ahead and grab one. If, you know, especially if your main targets are, you know, taken right before you, somebody trades up, grab somebody right before you, whatever it might be, um, you know, try to find better value later on or whatnot. But uh, I, I say, especially early rounds, first round, second round, yeah, our defense was just so terrible that it's hard to justify for me in my mind picking anything but defense in at least the first and second round. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look down the defensive um, depth chart that I sent over. Uh, I don't know how they're really um, how they're really lining this out because they don't have three linebackers; they only have two. Um, they have five down linemen. Um, one's only a pass rusher uh, specialist, so they have Randy Gregory in that spot. Um, I feel like you can have Randy Gregory in a little bit more than just for pass rush. Um, but you have Demarcus Lawrence, of course, coming back. <clears throat> you have uh, Neville Gallimore, which, you know, he was a rookie last year. Is he going to be starting on the defensive tackle? Uh, it's kind of concerning if you have to move him in right now. Yeah. Um, you know, defensive tackle is one of the spots that I could agree on, you know, taking one early guy. Um, Tristan Hill, you have lined up in the, on the other defensive tackle spot. Yeah, I think that's a, a solid, you know, starter there. But um, Neville Gallimore, you know, there's some question marks there. So, you know, is that somebody we want to see starting at the start of the season? I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then, of course, Linebacker, notorious for us as being one of those spots where we get a lot of injuries. <laughs> so um, many. You know, except, except. Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are, are the two known <laughs> factors there, but where do you go after that, you know? When, I mean, um, you don't. I mean, <laughs> so the, that's, the nice thing that's is, definitely a need. is that, you know, they're both, you know, they've both been in the league for a couple, you know, a few years now. <clears throat> And Jalen Smith actually came into the league hurt and dealt with his drop foot, and nobody ever knew if he was going to even be able to play. And he's come out, and, like, everybody's been giving him kind of like a – they've been kind of talking down about him. But you can't – you you can't do that because Jalen Smith has been dealing with an injured Leighton Van Der Esch and an injured Sean Lee and backups, basically, for two years. For two seasons, he's never like he, there's been very few games where he's had a full crew there healthy, and so you can't place all the blame on Jalen Smith. I think Jalen Smith's a baller. I think he's great. I think he's just awesome. And you know, 
everybody's listened before knows that I've got just a, you know, a, a love for linebackers, but, but yeah, continue. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, I love Jalen. I, I agree. I love Jalen Smith. Um, you know, he, he's, he's great. Um, the, the problem is, is we can't ever keep three starter worthy guys healthy mm-hmm. at that, at that position, you know, and, and, and that's one of our big problems. Now, if Keanu Neal comes up and he's playing, you know, the, the strong side linebacker, or maybe he might be playing weak, weak side and we move Jalen over. I don't know. But, um, you know, if, if Keanu Neal can come up and play, um, at linebacker, I kind of like that too, because if you look at it this way, in a pass heavy league that we're in now, um, you want somebody who can move and, and, you know, guard the athletic tight ends, the, you know, the inside, the slot receivers, the, the running backs who come out of the backfield, you know, ready to catch the ball like Alvin Kamara and guys like that, mm-hmm. like, you know, Saquon Barkley that we got to face twi- you know, twice, a se- twice a season. Uh, we, haven't, um, we haven't for a few years. Well, yeah, as long, assuming <laughs> – Assuming his health, and then who was the the Redskins guy that like blew uh, us up Washington in those games last year? Team. The rookie. Get it uh, right. Sorry, the Washington <laughs> football team. Yeah. Um, crap, dude. I don't know. I've put out. I've I've literally uh, just An- Antonio Gibson. Yeah, was yeah, his name? Antonio Gibson, dude. Yeah. I pushed out last season. <clears throat> like fantasy <clears throat> made it. the real like the whole season was just a depressed fest. It was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, as you know, I've recently got into uh, card collecting, yeah. and um, you know, Antonio Gibson's rookie cards are like, you know, pretty sought after. I mean, they're not like, you know, quarterback level or whatever, mm-hmm. but for a running back, you know, especially for a rookie, um, you know, people are excited about him, and I think it's solely off of the two games that he had against <laughs> us. Like, honestly, it's, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so. You, you want somebody, you know, I say all that to say that, you know, if you have Keanu Neal, a guy who, you know, has traditionally been a safety in his career, who can come up and play linebacker and fill that role, um, you know, you have the dynamic capability there of, of having somebody who can potentially keep up with those running backs, those tight ends, and, you know, some sometimes a slot receiver, um, you know, to be able to guard them and pass pro – on those plays because we, you know, this is a very, very pass heavy league. And, um, you know, that could be a plus. Um, and then you have, you know, Donovan Wilson is at the other safety spot. I think that's probably the only safety that we know for sure is going to start. Yeah. Um, because he's coming back, he's been starting for us. And then, you know, at, at our cornerback spots, you have Trayvon Lewis or Trayvon Diggs, <laughs> Jordan Lewis, and, um, CJ Goodwin is listed at one of the starting positions. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's probably Trevon Diggs and Jordan Lewis right now. Um, and potentially, and we'll get to it here shortly, um, you know, potentially a first round draft pick cornerback starting on the other side of Trevon Diggs. Um, we could potentially, if I if it gets if I get my way, have <laughs> Two Alabama cornerbacks playing on either side of the ball, so they're on either side of the field. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll get there soon on the mark draft. Um, but just going 
to go ahead and wrap up the depth chart looks and, um, you know, we signed Greg Zerline last year. Is he going to be, you know, the kicker that he was when he was with the Rams? Um, he did decent for us. I don't know if I really. I think. I don't I think know. that the the it, it it plays into the whole season, like how the team as a whole did. I, you can't really place the blame on, you know, a kicker for having a bad year, especially you know. Whenever we did get down in the red zone, if we didn't get in, we'd have to kick. So he's kicking more, um, kicking a lot of yeah. long field goals. I mean, I think he did okay. Um, he won the Atlanta game for us, so that just makes me really happy. I think that's what really secured yeah. Dan Quinn coming over to us. Um, you know, anyway, but yeah, I don't think that you could really. I don't know. It's just it's a hard, it's hard to read players from last year just based on how the year went. You know between injuries we were one of the most injured teams we might have had i think we actually at one point had the most players on um on ir and i know it was either us or uh, san fran had a lot too so so it's just you know it's going to be a kind of like a since we can actually have a full off season of workouts and I know like the new CBA, you know, the, the mandatory or the voluntary workouts players don't have to report to and stuff now. But I think that, um, I think that having a full off season and having McCarthy already been there for a year and, you know, it gives them a full year to actually work with the team. I think you'll see an improvement, um, up and down the board, you know, from everybody, um, just, just because of that. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, I uh, you know, it's hard to um, predict, you know, what the changes are going to be whenever you have a first-year defensive coordinator coming in um, to a team. Obviously, it's not his first time defensive coordinating, but first time, um, you know, our team will be working with this guy. And, you know, it's hard to predict how well that will go, but um, well, he's bringing in a you know, just he's bringing in an easier scheme for the defense too. Like it's not going to be something overly complicated like last year. So having a full yeah. year to work with the defense and having a, a a scheme that they can actually run, that's not like rocket science or rocket surgery, however you put it last time. Um, yeah, rocket, <laughs> rocket surgery. surgery. Yeah. Um, but you know, having, having an easier scheme, more time to work on it, new defensive coordinator. It might take them a little bit of time to get acclimated to it, but since with the full off season, I think, you know, I mean, I think every, any team's going to start rusty, but I think we're going to, we're going to do better than we did last year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, actually jumping back, I forgot to mention, you know, in tight end, um, last year, Dalton Schultz, everybody's favorite Dallas Cowboy quarterback or uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboy tight end. Is he better um, better than Jason Witten right there? <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> I, I know. I was, but, you know, Dalton Schultz will be back after a really great season when Blake Jarwin went down. Um, you know, he stepped in and took um, really an awesome strides, at, you know, that nobody, I think, expected. Mm-hmm. But for for whatever reason if you look you know and and we'll get to it here in in a few minutes here with the mock draft but um people still see tight end as a need and yeah, you know we signed we signed Jeremy Sprinkle um as a free agent and we still have Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin and then we have Sean McKeon um you know there's there's 
four guys on our depth chart right now. Three are likely going to make it to the season. Yeah, you're not drafting a tight end unless it's a you know a no brainer. And yes, I know Kyle Pitts is a once in a lifetime tight end, but there's other needs in the first round that are way more important to the offense. You can only throw the ball to one person a down. And we have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, <laughs> C.D. Lamb, and freaking Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz, who are all going to want want touches. And, and Noah Brown. That's just – Can't forget. And Noah Brown. Yep. He, and Cedric Wilson. He torched uh, Seattle a couple times last year. So That's right. And, you know, it's just – there's a lot of balls, um, or a lot of you know, a lot of players who are ball dominant players on the team already on the offensive side of the ball, and you just there's, I mean, I get I get the hype around Pitts because he's a beast, but like it's just not <clears throat> an it's not a that is not a formula to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and drafting because it's it's like buying a Ferrari when you already have a Lamborghini. Like, what's the point? Like, it really, I mean, you know, just, it, I don't well, that, know. That's what uh, worries me about the draft is that, you know, I mean, I, I personally think that it's all smoke and mirrors from Jerry Jones. Because, like, why would you come out and just, like, basically, you know, praise this, this guy, you know, and let everybody yeah. know that you're going to be going after him <clears throat> beforehand if it's not a deterrent to get who you really want? Um but I did have a uh, I had a conversation with my dad yesterday about it actually um, about Pitts, and he he told me he's like, could you just imagine though? He's like, you have Dak Prescott, you've got C.D. Lamb, Gallup, Cooper, and Kyle Pitts. He's like, Dak Prescott would throw for ten thousand yards. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but we he'd have to because we'd be losing by forty every game. Because our defense would yeah. do shit, so it's a it's exactly. a you know kind of like a you know it's it's a win lose to draft you know I mean yeah in the long term you know would it be great to have a generational tight end and then next year do it yeah but I don't think Jerry Jones is looking towards um, the future winning a Super Bowl in three or four or five years he wants to win now and I don't think that in his mind straying away from, you know, the obvious needs this year is going to do that, especially after signing Prescott. He wants to get Prescott a ring. You know, he wants to get Cowboys Nation a ring, and he's he's getting up there. He wants to do it before he um, before he passes away. You know, he wants another ring before he dies. So he's playing for now. Yeah. I mean, but, but at, at the same time with Jerry Jones, he might think that that's what he needs to win now. So – it's <laughs> you kind of toe in a line there with Jones because you never really know. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I mean, you got to think it's a win now. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you got to think it's a win now situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just just given the fact that you know the depth that we have on the offensive side of the ball, especially at wide receiver, the talent, the skill players that we have, um, you know, with running back being you know. A sure thing, pretty much. When you have when you have Zeke and Tony Pollard. Um, oh man, I forgot you know, we you have to, I forgot we signed uh, Ty and Secchi. I completely forgot about that. How did I, which one? Ty and Secchi from Buffalo. Who in the world? Right is Right tackle. That? I don't even see. Oh, hmm. 
I was oh, just okay. looking through this and just I was like, holy crap, we did because that was a while ago. That was like right when free agency started. And yeah, I forgot all about uh, that one too. Yeah, so he's a little bit older. But, but um, you know, we we have the pieces. You know, the pieces are there. You add three. You know, you can add two potentially starters mm-hmm. um, on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Day one starters, if you draft in the first and second round, the right players. Um, and then you, you know, look at the third, fourth round. Those are guys that are going to be depth pieces, potentially, you know, impact players right away. Potentially, you know, there's always that risk for a miss, but you're, you know, what you're hoping to get out of a third and fourth round player is, you know, a, a depth piece that can come in, you know, be maybe a special teams player here and there, and then, you know, fill a role. You know, maybe third down cornerback, you know, nickelback type type player, um, or you know, uh, you know, pass rushing specialist or whatever it might be. Um, but that's what we're short of. Mm-hmm. You know, those those few pieces right there are what we're missing. And and you know, if we can get those pieces, you got to look at at twenty twenty one, twenty two. You know, potential really good run for us and. Um, yeah. So without further ado, let's go ahead and move over to that um, pro football focus draft mock draft um, tool. It's a mock draft simulator for 2021. A uh, little, we did a little bit of uh, admin work here before to get everything set up, so we can just go ahead and click on Enter Draft there, Daniel, and then on the next page it'll say Start Draft. Okay. And we'll get rolling. Start draft. So how we'll do this? So how we'll do this? I'm going to go ahead and hit start draft, and I'll tell you what we have available to us. Um, I'll quickly do a recap for mine. Um, so pretty much chalk is what everybody is expecting with Trevor Lawrence oh, yeah. going off the board at one. Um, mine has Zach Wilson at two, Justin Fields at three, Penny Sewell or however heck you say his <laughs> yeah. name. The tight the tackle from Oregon going at four, Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, going at five to Bengals, Devontae Smith going to the Miami Dolphins at six, Jalen Waddle going to the Detroit Lions at seven, Trey Lance going to Carolina at eight, and Kyle Pitts going at nine to the Broncos. So looking at what we have available, Pro Football Focus, like I was saying earlier. For whatever reason, thinks our top need is tight end, and I disagree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, and I don't. I just point, I don't get it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't because it's silly. The the talk before last season was about um, how great Blake Jarwin was going to be, and he gets hurt, and then Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. comes out, and he's great, and now we've got them both mm-hmm. healthy. Like to me, tight end is like, you know, maybe third fourth round if you know if if there's somebody there that like i mean i don't know about drafts i don't there probably wouldn't be but like you know if you want depth we've but we've got depth so there's no need in my opinion yeah so other than tight end they have edge rusher uh cornerback and safety as top needs listed on here um what we have available showing up right now top four players available on the board micah parsons linebacker from penn state um, tackle out of Northwestern, Rashawn Slater. Um, defensive interior lineman, Christian Barmore, which, you know, looking at that, looking at the depth chart earlier, we were talking about, 
you know, do we want to take a, a defensive lineman in this mm-hmm. draft? I think we do. But here, my choice is I, Patrick Sertain, the second out of Alabama, and I am going to draft him now. Yeah, that's out of those players. Like I, you know, I'm going by need. You know, like like kind of like you mirroring what you said. You know, defensive line, cornerback. You know, we we need defense, and Sertain would probably be my pick as well. So I'll click on Sertain. Okay. So we, yep, we select that, and then it'll roll us down to. We have the 44th draft pick, second round. <clears throat> and on the clock, Dallas Cowboys, we have left available, which this is um, this is one pick that I'm kind of intrigued about. Um, this uh, tackle from Stanford shows up um, as the top available pick mm-hmm. here. Um, Walker Little. For me, yeah, Walker Little. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go there yet. You know, I, I, I'm looking down. Um, there's two tackles at the top of my board left, um, and those are Walker Little and Dylan Raduns out of North Dakota State. Um, but right below them, you have um, safety. <clears throat> Elijah Molden, mm-hmm. safety out of Washington. And I really like, you know, the idea of getting another another piece in the defensive backfield. Um, I'm leaning that way. But I'm scrolling a little bit to looking at also the average draft pick on here. Pro Football Focus has it almost looks like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel. Here for from what you've seen in in your fantasy leagues and stuff, but this looks like a fantasy draft. It's pretty um, close. It's just with yeah. college players, so because yep. um, it gives you an average draft position. Mm-hmm. So basically, what they're saying here is, you know, what people who come on here and run mocks. These are where these guys are going. So, um, but for me, even though it's a little bit of a reach based on average draft position on this site, um, he's ranked the 35th overall prospect. So I'm going to take Elijah Molden here, the safety out of Washington. Just like the fit, um, you know, there's a there's a linebacker right there too, right right ranked ranked right behind him out of Kentucky, Jamin Davis, but. Um, for me, I feel like safety here is a great pick. Um, average draft a little bit higher, you know, obviously, <laughs> um, you know, better, better position for us right here. There's another, another guy right there. I, I don't want to miss Ronnie Perkins, um, edge rusher out of Oklahoma. And, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a tease right there for me too, because we do need an edge rusher. Um, but I feel like defensive interior is a little bit more of a need for us, even though per football focus feels different. Um, I feel like, you know, we have DeMarcus Lawrence, we have Randy Gregory, you know, we have the pieces that can come off the edge if we need to. Um, so for, for me, best value here is the safety. So I'm taking Elijah Molden. What what about you, Daniel? I mean, I like the safety pick because we I mean we definitely need, you know, safety. But you know, like just just with the linebacker depth that we have right now, and you know, Sean Lee's still a free agent, and I don't know if we're going to be bringing him back. He's getting old anyway; he's prone to injury. Leighton Vanderush just keeps getting hurt. 
Um, I'm going to have to go with linebacker because, um, you know, I just think that with with the state of things right now in our in our linebacker positions, that you know, it'd be, it's going to be something that we're going to need to build up depth, and you know, maybe we can hit and have an elite. You know, I, I know nothing about this guy. I, it's the first time I'm ever hearing his name, but you know, he's the top ranked linebacker here. So I'm going to take uh, was it Jameen Davis at linebacker. All right, good deal. Uh-huh. So you take Jamin, Jameen Davis. We'll call it Jameen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even actually sure. but yeah. <clears throat> So rolling down into the draft now, we're in the third round. Pick number 75. And look who stayed on the board for me. Jameen Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. He stayed on the board. Really? The 41st ranked overall draft pick. and at the or 41st ranked overall player in the draft. And... I can't ignore the the value <laughs> there, you know, when we need when you just mentioned it, you know, we need that need that depth at linebacker. There's too many questions there to to ignore it too much longer. So I'm going to go with Jameen Davis here. Um luckily it fell to me and maybe I'll get a little bit we'll see how the grade comes out at the end, but maybe I'll get a little bit more of a a value score or higher value score here, but um so I'm going to take him and uh, see what you want to do here. Okay, well, now I'm going to address the safety issue at 75. Uh, Jamar Johnson, uh, safety out of Indiana, ranked 47th overall. Average draft position is 98th. Uh, I'm going to snag him up because we we do have need at safety. So I'm going to grab him. (laughs) This is wild because literally he fell to me again. That got Jamar Johnson as my top available player. Really? But since I've already – yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Wild stuff here. But um, this is, that's why I love drafts because you never know what can happen. And this kind of stuff happens even on draft night um, you know, or, or draft weekend. You'll see guys that fall unex, inexplicably, um, fall and fall and fall. And, um, you know, you get value picks and you get the opportunity to take them and you have to, you have to jump on it. But – but here I'm going to, um, you know, we're at now pick number 99. This is a compensatory pick for us in round three. And I'm scrolling around just looking to kind of plan my future picks here first. But um, looking real quick here. Um, so going back to the top page, we have Jamar Johnson. We have Kelvin Joseph, cornerback out of Kentucky. Um, there's an interior uh, offensive lineman guard, Kendrick Green, out of Illinois. Um, all good values right here, but are they needs? I'm not sure. Um, a few picks down from there, we have a defensive interior position, Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. Um, this is a this is a point here where I'm happy with you know getting somebody that can that can clog the middle. Um, you know maybe help us with uh, help us with some you know interior pass rush potentially and and just being a beast in the middle of the um, middle of the D line. And, and this guy right here, <clears throat> I don't know a lot about him personally, but reading his summary um, pretty quick for his size uh, runs a four, six, seven as a defensive interior lineman. That's pretty daggone good. 284 pounds. So, and he's a pure three technique kind of guy. So 
Um, I like the fit here. Um, maybe a little bit of a reach based on his average draft position, but his ranking as overall player in the draft um, is 73rd. So I feel like it's a pretty good value pick here in a, in a position of a need um, that I feel like he could come in and you know give us valuable valuable snaps there. So I'm going to draft Milton Williams with the 99th overall pick. Milton Williams. Okay. I'll see him down there. That's actually, I was looking at um, him as well. <laughs> so I was just switching through the different uh, different positions of need and stuff. And it's the one that kind of lit up to me. Um, you know, I was, you know, the, we, we do need, you know, a little bit of health on the offensive line, though. And that's what kind of worries me. But I just don't know. Um. Uh, yeah. Can I have to do some magic editing here with all yeah, these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead spots. We'll go with um. Yeah, we'll go with. We'll go with him, too. Uh, Milton Williams. Draft. All right. <clears throat> It'll be all right. People can sit through the 12 seconds of me trying to decide on what to do because I've never done this before. Oh, you're good. You're good. I was just giving you a hard time. I know. <laughs> all right. So you picked Milton Williams there. Um, so this rolls us down to pick number 115. So we get two picks within 16 16 spots there, round four. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not compensatory, so this is actually a tradable pick here too as well. So you know, you're looking at um, potentially – moving around a little bit in the draft and, and, and times when you can find value and maybe trade back to get more value. Um, you know, I'm not going to do any kind of trades in this, in this mock, but these are, these are the kind of picks that you, you look at and say, you know, in the second round, if you're wanting to move up or, you know, maybe move back into the first round, this is the, this is around the time when, or around a pick where I'd maybe look earlier in the draft to move this one to move up maybe further. Because um, there are some positions in this draft that are not very deep um, and, you know, some other positions in this draft that you might found, find more value earlier versus, you know, waiting. And um, so that's just one thing. You know, this this pick right here, given it that is so close to our other fourth-round pick, might be worth moving. Um, but looking through what we have left over, we still have Jamar Johnson hanging out there um, for my on my side. Um, he's, you know, Indiana safety. He's got pretty good, based on his summary here, says high-end coverage plays are special. Um, you won't find a safety with better ball production per snap in the class. On 406 career coverage snaps, Johnson's pick picked off seven passes and broken up six others. Just don't ask him to play in the box. Hmm. So we have Keanu Neal, who's already you know somebody who's going to be playing in the box anyway. Mm-hmm. I've already drafted safety one or in this draft, but this is too much of a value pick right here um, for me to ignore. Um, and I'm going to keep with this 
strong defensive draft that I keep saying that we need to do, and I'm drafting Jamar Johnson at number 115. UDU. I'm going with um, a guard out of Illinois, Kendrick Green. All right. So you're getting a little interior line help there. Yeah. Definitely think it's something, you know, we can use – I feel like we're going more toward a positionless offensive line Mm -hmm. where uh, when I say that, I mean, you know, guys who can play every position. Um, And, you know, hopefully that's a guy that, you know, we can use. Or maybe if we get him and he's a fit, you know, in one of those interior line spots that can come in and play right away. And then you can give, you know, Connor Williams, move him back out to tackle or, you know, a depth, depth piece at tackle. Um, because you have Lyle, you have Tyron, but both, you know, coming off of injuries, you want some depth behind them. And we have guys who played behind them, you know, obviously last season and coming into this season have a lot of experience. So you'd hope that you'd hope that that depth is there. So we'll see, but that's not a bad pick there. I, I actually looked at him and thought of it, thought of taking him too. So now we're down to our next compensatory pick, fourth round. Um, Pick number 138. This is right around when all of these tons of compensatory picks are rolling. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking right here at a chance to – my top available player is Stone Forsyth out of Florida tackle. Um, Listed by Pro Football Focus as the 82nd ranked player – and has an average draft position of 131 on Pro Football Focus. This guy is a monster. Six foot eight, 307 pounds. Um, he's, you know, obviously coming out of Florida, playing playing for Florida. They had a really good offense this year, and he, um, you know, obviously is used to playing against what, you know, basically everybody considers the best you know, talent in college football in the SEC. So um, looking here, it's hard for me to ignore after just talking about, you know, the depth needed um, for our offensive line. If there's any position on the offense, I'm okay with drafting in this draft. It is offensive line. And, um, you know, glaring, shining right in my face, I'm going to pick this guy here. (laughs) Stone Forsyth, pick number 138, give us some – Give us some tackle depth. <laughs> and, a, and a name like Stone on the offensive line, such a good one. Well, let's hope you're right. Let's hope you're right. Um, <laughs> what are you taking here? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm leaning towards safety here. Um, get some depth out there. Looking at this DeMar Hamlin. There's no summary about him. Um, so that's not really a good sign, I guess. (laughs) Hey, you never know. I mean, it could just be he flew under the radar, hard to say. Yeah, (laughs) I wish I knew more about this stuff because, you know, I'd I'd be able to make the right pick. I'm telling you, like, other than, like, the huge (laughs) stars, once we get down in this part of the draft, it's all a guessing game. Yeah. Let's pick what you yeah, want, let's man. Let's go with Demar Hamlin, safety out of Pittsburgh. Good deal. 
All right. So I'm scrolling back because I'm looking. Um, this is about the time in the draft when I want to try to look for WVU players because <laughs> this year we don't have any huge stars. And, of course, one of my guys got taken um, at pick 169. We are sitting right here at pick um, – which one are we? 179, which is round five, another compensatory pick. Um, pick five, or round five, pick number 35. And I was hoping that Tony Fields would hold or would fall to us here, linebacker out of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those guys you see, you know, he played played several years, grad transfer from Arizona to West Virginia, had a freaking stellar season last year for WVU. Um seemed like every tackle he was, you know, at least assisting on. Um, the guy was just – he just – he's one of those guys that has a nose, nose for the ball. So, if we can, if he falls to us at any point in the draft and it's a good value, I really hope we take him because that's somebody, you know, I can see playing right alongside with Jalen Smith and and, uh, and Leighton Vander Esch and just being a freaking dominant guy. Mm-hmm. Even, even though he's not being valued very high – I just, you know, I feel like if we can get him, I want to get him here. Um, unfortunately, he didn't fall to us, so I'm looking at what we have left over on my end. And um, I've already addressed, you know, a couple of the me- big needs. Um, so this is where I want to try to make a projected or a hopeful or take a hopeful shot. And I'm looking at uh, Olawaja. Griffin, Olijah. Yeah, oh. it looks like Olijah. Olijah. Yeah, I see him one here. Olijah, yeah. Uh, cornerback out of USC. He's ranked at 150 uh, overall, average draft position 184. Seems like a pretty good value. USC usually drafts some pretty freaking talented guys. Um, like I said, I don't follow much outside of WVU. You know, obviously, you know, follow Big 12 because WVU's in the Big 12. Um, so this guy I don't know a whole lot about, but I'm going to take a shot on him here as a depth piece for cornerback, you know, in the fifth round, um, somebody that maybe we can get a little bit of depth out of. Um, so I'm going to take Elijah Griffin. What about you, Daniel? Um, you know, just cause there's there, you know, there might be a little bit something to that whole tight end thing. You know, we do have you know depth, and maybe they just don't like the depth. So maybe I'll just go ahead and grab a tight end here, see how it works out. You know, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Briley Moore, at a tight end out of Kansas State. Rank is number 155 overall. So I'm gonna draft him. Cool. Yeah, Kansas State <clears throat> always seems to have some good tight ends. Man, they're they're one of those schools that just seems to produce those kind of players, um, you know, just skilled players at the tight end position that can do a lot, and that might be a really good pick there, okay. actually. So, um, and of course, this pick I was hoping we're at now pick one ninety two, and the other WVU player that I was hoping to get Stills was picked. <laughs> yep, picked at one ninety, uh, Darius Stills. Went to the Bengals in this draft, <clears throat> so couldn't take him. Interior defensive lineman, that dude's a freaking beast. Um, 
another guy, you know, obviously being a homer for WVU, but seriously, like his, you know, the skill set is what we need. You know, he, he's a disruptor in the interior of the defensive line, and that's what we need. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's not going to fall to us here in this mock, but I'm looking right in my face, the top overall player, Kyrius, uh, Ky- Kyrus Tonga. That's exactly who I was looking of, at for this pick here. Out of BYU. <laughs> yep. And, um, you know, he had three sacks on the season um, this past season for BYU. Uh, 6'4", 321. He's a senior. BYU played, you know, they're an independent. They don't play, um, you know, tough, t- super tough competition every every week, but – they played a heck of a season this year. They had a heck of a schedule. Um, didn't turn down any competition. And this is the kind of guy, you know, don't know a whole lot about, but knowing the the type of team that BYU play is and, you know, just the type of player that um, I'd like to have on my team, I can, I'm anticipating, not knowing a whole lot about him, but I'm anticipating that this guy – could potentially do well for us. So I'm going to take Tonga here at number 192. Dude, <clears throat> that's also who I picked for that spot. Oh, good deal. All right, I think we have two more picks left. Mm-hmm. Round six, um, number pick number 227. This is another compensatory pick. <clears throat> and I'm looking at what we have available now. And again... This is pro football focus um, and their rankings, so who knows how it's going to play out, but we're just taking what's given to us here. I'm looking at now a top available player, Drew Dahlman out of Stanford, That's and exactly he's a who center. I was looking at too because we need depth yep. at center. <laughs> I almost feel like we should have maybe tried to do more randomized. I don't know. Yeah. But, there, there's some there's some adjustments you can make on the on the draft itself that will help you you know maybe make it a little bit more random maybe I don't know but it seems like it's kind of playing out the same for us but I'm gonna take Drew Dahlman here seems like Stanford always just produces freaking linemen that play for years mm-hmm. so um, you know football IQ you know you got to be pretty smart to go to Stanford um, in general just tend to be some big uglies coming out of the out of the Cardinals. So I'm going with Stanford's Drew Dahlman here at number pick or pick number two twenty seven. That's also who I picked. Now if we get this next one right, like if we if we, you know, both pick the same on the next one, then I'll be really surprised. Yeah, I'm not gonna um so we uh, we're now on our last pick, number two thirty eight. And I'm going to go, you know, this is basically our Mr. Irrelevant, um, as most would, most would call it. So it's our last pick of the, of the draft. Um, so I'm looking down through. There's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of tight ends still on the board. There's a lot of interior linemen on the board. Um, just kind of scrolling to see what I might go with here. And... I think here I want to take. Where did he go? 
Hmm. I'm teased. I'm teased by you know them talking about tight end, but I'm not going to fall for it because I really just don't think it's a need. Um, you know, what if we go with a running back here? Um, you might look at me and say, well, you have Zeke, you have Tony Pollard. But I'm looking at going forward with the cap issues that we're going to have, and I think the most likely candidate to be traded is going to be Zeke um, because the money is just not there for running backs going forward. And Especially running what if backs we are that are able to find underproducing. Yeah, underproducing running backs, running backs with fumbleitis. Um, so here I'm going to take uh, Javion Hawkins out of Louisville, running back ranked number two hundred five overall. Um, I just feel like you know here's a chance that you know you t- you take a, a flyer on a you know the last pick of the draft for you. Um, if he works out, great. If he doesn't, you know, he's a practice player maybe, whatever. Um, but it could end up being an awesome pick for us. So I want to take him, see what happens, and see how the grade grade turns out here in a second after we find out what Daniel took. I am taking Buddy Johnson, linebacker out of Texas A&M. Because, you know. Good deal. Another SEC guy. Yeah, yeah just, just adding some good competition. Yeah, adding some depth. Because of just the injury bug, you know, and if if it works out, it works out, you know, practice squad guy, if anything, and you know, if he turns out to be good, then great, we got another backup. Absolutely. So. Yep. All right, so it comes up to our results, shows us our grades for each of the picks and values that, that we get, you know, grades of the value based on the pick and and where we took them. So going down through. Obviously, we picked several of the same players, but um, it might the grades might be a little different. I'm not sure because yeah, where we it, it'll depend on who was around. So yeah. So number ten, uh, as a recap, I picked Patrick Sertain and got an A plus. Also, Patrick Sertain with an um, A plus. Yep. So number forty four, I picked Elijah Molden, safety out of Washington, and got an A minus. I picked Jameen Davis out of Kentucky, linebacker, and got a C plus. <laughs> what was the grade? I didn't hear it. Uh, C plus. C plus, yeah. So guess what? When I took Jamin Davis at number 75, I got an A minus. <laughs> well, whenever I took Jamar Johnson at number 75, I got an A minus. <laughs> okay. Then uh, pick number 99, I took Milton Williams, uh, Louisiana Tech, interior lineman, defensive lineman. And got an A minus there. Yep, I also took him and got an A minus. Number one fifteen, uh, Jamar Johnson, safety out of Indiana, and got an A minus there. I took Kendrick Green, a guard out of Illinois, and got a C plus. <laughs> um, number one thirty eight, Stone Forsyth, uh, tackle out of Florida, and I got an A minus again. I got Demar Hamlin, safety out of Pittsburgh, and I also got an A minus. What was the grade to cut out on my side again? I, <laughs> A minus. I hate this. Oh, okay, yeah. good deal. Um, number 179, um, Elijah Griffin, cornerback out of USC, and an A minus again. I got Briley Moore, tight end out of Kansas State, and an A minus. Good deal. We're doing pretty yeah. good. Um, draft uh, position number 192, um, Kai. 
Kai Iris Tonga, mm-hmm. defensive interior. Um, BYU, A minus again. Yep, that's also who I picked there, so it was also an A minus. 227, uh, Drew Dahlman, cent- uh, center out of Stanford, and I got a C plus. Yes, yeah, I took him there too and also got a C plus on that one. And then 238, JV and Hawkins. Running back out of Illinois, got a C-plus there. I took Buddy Johnson, linebacker, out of Texas A&M and got an A-minus. Overall, my gra- my draft grade for the Dallas Cowboys in this draft was an A-minus. Mine was a B-plus, so we weren't far off. <laughs> yeah, not, not far off yeah. at all. Um, so looking at full results there, let's see if it um, – maybe – I was hoping maybe it would show like our – ranking compared to the other teams but so that that's not bad a minus not too shabby um and you got a b plus so that was pretty close yeah it wasn't bad i mean i for my first ever mock draft i mean you know i can't be mad about it yeah and i mean you don't have to be afraid of it anymore daniel i'm I'm not afraid of it i just literally have no fucking clue what i'm doing (laughs) Like, I don't know these people. It's not It's not out of fear. It's just that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I know. Like I, but this is how you learn. Yeah. This is exactly how you true, learn. True, true. So <clears throat> I went over to the leaderboard, and I'm curious here to see. Wow. So, you know, talk about the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And, oh, a good idea to save that, too. I'm going to save my Yeah, I saved it. Um, Send it over to you. But it shows how many how many drafts have been completed for each team on this site, and th- not surprisingly, Dallas Cowboys nine hundred and forty one thousand um, drafts done on this site, and the next closest holy crap um, isn't even in uh, the next closest is in the six hundreds. No, no, there's one. The Giants have 736 is the next closest That's insane. to the number of drafts done. So it tells you how many. How many oh, yeah, I can sort it by that. Yeah. It, tells, so, it tells us how many times you've been on here to practice for the podcast. <laughs> how many times people have done a draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. So that's, that's pretty cool. I've probably done about 200,000 of those. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hmm. uh, I'm going to download this and save it and... I'll get that framed for my first ever mock draft. <laughs> hey, man, I, I thought you did pretty good. You did pretty yeah, good. I mean, no you lie. know, I made a couple of wonky picks there, but I, I felt like, in my opinion, you know, linebacker depth is something. That yeah, you were need, looking at value. You know, and mm-hmm. I still got a good safety uh, with our third pick. So, yeah, it wasn't bad. And it's just like based on like my, my views of what I think that, you know, would be good for us. So. Yeah, and you know we'll uh, recap after after the draft and see if any of our picks were right. I feel like there's a good chance our first one will be, but um, after that, it's a crapshoot. So um, yeah, I feel like a big thing that we're missing with these is like knowing, like if we studied and knew the needs of the other teams, um, because like you know I picked uh, Jameen Davis at number two, whenever I could have gotten him or at number 44, whenever I could have gotten him at 75, you know? So, you know, I could have worked, you know, knowing what other teams would need, then I could have picked a better safety, you know, with our second pick instead of, you know, swapping that around, stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. 
Yep. And and um, you know the thing about it too is, you know, this is just pro football focus in the way they had them ranked. Yeah. If you go to NFL or if you go to ESPN or any of the other sites, CBS Sports, whatever they might be, there, you know, the likelihood that the players are going are going to be ranked the same as like zero percent chance. Oh yeah. You know, there there's they're going to be all over the board, different rankings, and I mean, even this site um, when I did a mock draft earlier in the day today just to test it out. Um, when I picked Patrick Sertain, I got an A minus. Oh, really? At ten, and tonight, tonight we got an A plus. So, you know, just depends really on you know, maybe you know maybe the order that people picked, you know, or who got taken ahead of you, whatever it might be. But like, it's just it's it really is. It's all a crapshoot. You know, nobody really knows the truth of or you know, nobody can fully predict who's going to pick who in every position of the draft there's just you know over 230 picks are made there's just so many different things that could happen and then of course you know we didn't do any trades you know trades happen all the time and there's a ton of trades in the draft there's always you know it always seems like there's at least one team that moves up to pick a quarterback in the first round or you know whatever it might be but um a lot of those things you can't predict but the thing you that can you can guess, always from here um, on out predict, though, is that if we pick right in front of the Eagles, we will take whatever position they need. Like we did The Eagles will take what? So if we pick right in front of the Eagles, we will pick whatever position they need. Not what we need, what they need. Because <laughs> the yeah. Eagles can suck it. What a horrible organization that is up there. <laughs> what a just <sighs> terrible, terrible organization. Uh, I love it. Oh, me too. I love it when they're bad. What sucks though is that just like, like I love it when it. Go ahead. Oh, I say what sucks though is like our division as a whole. Like there's not one single team last year that was good, and it seems like you know with all the crap that happened with Washington in the off season, um, Saquon Barkley getting hurt and the Giants just not doing well last year. The Eagles basically falling apart, and then you know with all of our injuries this past year. It's like it couldn't have happened on like a year where we were healthy. So we could have just dominated the division and gone into the playoffs as a powerhouse team. Like, ugh, it sucks. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least if we were all going to, or if we had to suck, at least everybody else sucked too. True. And nobody was really, you know, had bragging rights, so to speak. So, yeah, very true. But, well, Hopefully this season will be, you know, a turn to the better for us. We'll see how it goes from um, after the draft. So next week, um, the draft is Thursday night, or starts Thursday night with the first round. Second and third round, I believe, will be Friday night, and then the rest of the draft will be Saturday and Sunday. Do you want to do, um, like, a live reaction show to the draft, like the, just the first round? Like talk potential. Well, if, no, I won't be able to. I'm okay. actually. I gotta go. Oh, that's right. You're gonna. I gotta be, go to DC. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go to DC on Monday, and then I'm. I have drill all next weekend, so I have actually go to DC on Monday, and then Thursday I have to report straight to Camp Dawson, and then I'm at Camp Dawson Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I won't even really be able to watch the draft, which sucks. So that's um, right. I'll, I'll probably just. I'll just check in on my phone and. I'll just record 30 minutes of myself crying. 
<laughs> don't worry. Well, you and Wayne, you and Wayne can always do something. True. You don't have to. Have Maybe me. shit. We couldn't even do. We, how many days we've we been trying to get him to come on now? Where you just finally said, "Screw mm-hmm. it, let's just do it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if I was waiting to get all three of us together, we would never have another freaking episode. It yeah, seems like, but at, le- at least we got here. Um, here soon, we'll be doing it in person. And, so. Yes. Yes. Which will absolutely. make for better. Still have a couple of weeks where where I can do. Um, we have uh, my mother in law's office um, space. She still has her furniture, but she's it's been sold, but they haven't came to take it yet. So if we want to use that space to record, we still have it available. Um, so it's a good place we can all get together in one spot. There's no internet there, but we don't necessarily have to have it as long as we have what we need before we get. Yeah. There. If anything, I've got um, you know wireless on my phone that if we need to look stuff up, we can have that available just in case we need to look at anything online. So, yep. I can do the same thing with mine too. So we'll make it work. But yeah, man. So hopefully we'll have this episode out tomorrow. What do you think? Uh, probably, uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon. I'm probably going to go lay down after this. So just send me over your file and I'll get it out tomorrow, uh, before noon. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, then uh, hopefully it was out before noon on Saturday, the 24th. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be out tomorrow for sure. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, been, it's good to be back. Hopefully we can uh, – it won't be nearly as long before our next episode. Um, we are, of course, the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast, and um, we hope to see you, hear from you soon. We are once again – um, on Discord, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Join us, talk to us, chat with us. You know, get involved. Um, you know, we're we're still out there, and if you want to do, you know, chat or something, chat up with with uh, with Daniel and and Wayne during the draft. I'm sure they'll be around. Um, you know, just jump in the jump in the Cowboys or the Launch Hair Cowboys podcast um, Discord channel. And they'll be, they'll love to have more conversation with, uh, you know, especially with the draft coming up and, you know, having other people to talk to is always fun, you know, hearing other people's ideas and hearing other people's uh, opinions on stuff. So, um, yeah, that's it. So thank you guys for listening. Hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>